This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sesternino at back. And we've got a really fun interview for you here today because I am reunited with my co-host from the Claim to Fame uh, podcast. It's Jenny Autumn. Jenny, how are you? Rob, I am excellent. I am very excited. This is a, a day I did not think would come. Yes. And it's finally come. And I am just, I'm chuffed to bits right now. Chuffed to bits. Sure. We yeah. got a big, this is going to be a big tomato, everybody. Okay. Uh, because be we giant. have Logan, <laughs> Logan Crosby, of course, spoiler alert, cousin of Jason Aldean is going to be <laughs> here with us to talk about his time on Claim to Fame. Jenny, remember Claim to Fame? Remember? Remember? I mean, we had so much fun. It, it, what, it wasn't even that long ago, and I but I miss it so much. Like I'm I'm dying for season two because uh, I had such a good time covering the show. It was such a pleasant surprise. Um, and if they can do what they did with this cast, like what what an amazing show it could be. So, um, but I'm I'm really excited to hear what Logan has to say about his time because he was such an incredible part of the season and. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's gonna be really fun. Okay, so uh, we're hoping to get some uh, claim to fame uh, post game interviews going in addition to uh, Logan. So uh, stay tuned for that. Make sure you subscribe to Rob as a podcast. Rob has a website dot com slash subscribe for everything we're doing here on Rob as a podcast, so you don't miss anything. And this interview will also be posted to our YouTube channel at Rob as a website dot com slash YouTube. So let's go ahead and uh, bring in Logan. All right, we are so excited here today because we finally have the chance after covering all of the ABC hit reality TV series, Claim to Fame, the chance to talk to an honest-to-goodness uh, Claim to Fame player and star. Here with us, the runner-up from Claim to Fame, it's Logan Crosby. Logan, how are you? I'm good. How are y'all? This is so fun. We're so excited to get the chance to uh, talk to you and hear about your whole experience that uh, Jenny and I, we loved Claim to Fame. We podcast about 
every single episode, and we have only 9 million questions for you, okay? <laughs> okay awesome. Let's do it. Hope you're ready. <laughs> Hope you're ready. Uh, but just uh, real quick, uh, that what's life been like for you since Claim to Fame? Uh, it's been a lot of fun. I finally um, moved to Nashville, like full-time moved to Nashville, graduated college. It was like, I, we shot it. I was in college. I like walked, but I didn't have my degree. Finished summer classes while the show was airing. It was funny because like one episode, I literally get an email at the end of the episode, like you have officially graduated from the University of Georgia. And then like five minutes later, the episode ends and there's like a USA Today article and my name's in the headline. And I'm like, what's going on? Like, what the hell is life right now? And so it's been fun. I mean, been working on a lot of music. Yeah. Now that I've finally moved to Nashville, been writing a lot, been in the studio recording some cool stuff that I hope to have out here pretty soon for everybody to hear. But it's been, I mean, pedal to the metal since since the show got <laughs> off the air. Nice. Logan, I have to tell you that you you got me listening to country music when I was not doing that before so the show and your appearance on it got me like paying attention to what's going on in country music and listening to it more so awesome i love it <laughs> yeah well could you tell us uh logan how did you get involved with claim to fame because we really wondered uh exactly like how how did the, the which was such a great cast uh but how did they not only find people that were related to famous people but they also like a a really uh, amazing cast yeah so i mean i know for me and i think talking to the cast it was about the same for everybody um i got so i got a phone call one day i was sitting in public speaking class um and it was from new york city and i'm like hey, what who's calling me from new york city so i obviously didn't answer it because it was a scam well my mm -hmm. cousin jason's um half sister cassie texted. she's like hey these like casting people reached out to me on instagram dm about this new tv show i really think you need to call them back so i call them back and they're like look like we found your cousin cassie through jason's instagram and she can't do it like do you want to do it so I went through the interview process, you know, and did a bunch of Zooms and questionnaires and whatnot. Then I got cast. But talking to everybody, I think that a lot of people got found like through, OK, here's a famous person. Who are they following that has the same last name or look like them and then reached out? But that's how I got cast. Um, and I think it was kind of the same with everybody. But, yeah, I was sitting in class, got a phone call didn't answer it the one time i actually went to class when i was in college um, yeah. and I'm like, we're gonna miss you know see good things happen yeah. when you go to class <laughs> and uh, not good grades for me but you know good stuff comes from it well i guess we can be thankful that uh your other cousin couldn't make it happen because <laughs> it worked out well for you it did great for me <laughs> Did uh, speaking of cousins, uh, did Jason Aldean watch the show and uh, give you any feedback? Oh gosh, yeah. I mean, he watched it. He was super involved. He was always like, "Okay, so when can I talk about it? Like, when can I?" I was like, "You can't yet. You can't yet." And he, but he watched it every week. He texts me. I know that like episode, I think it was episode four when we had the um, fashion show. He was he was like, "Don't ever dance again in front of people." <laughs> um, <laughs> Don't ever wear that again. And I'm like, okay. So he would text me kind of throughout and he would watch it every week. And he was a huge fan of the show, which was awesome. And I, I mean, everybody that I've talked to from the cast, like their relatives watched it. So it was kind of cool. And some of the relatives like Kiki Palmer followed me on Instagram. And I'm like, oh. never thought that Kiki, because I used to watch her on you know, Nickelodeon and now she's following me. And so they, I think they all kept up with it. 
You've got to be basically family at this point. So I know, well, me and Kiki Palmer went to Chili's in Encino, California, and I had some drinks. So I think we are. And once you go to Chili's, you know, together, that, that's, real. that's the rule. <laughs> that's the rule. Um, can, look, can I ask you about your hat? I can't stop staring at it. It says, uh, howdy, honey. Uh, is that like uh, one of your catchphrases? This is not one of my catchphrases. I was actually in Texas like a month ago, and I found this in a store. And I'm like, you know, this sounds like something I would say. So I'm going to buy it. And I did. It was probably the best $15 I've ever spent, you know. Mm-hmm. So. What's on the brim? Are they guns? I, oh. Okay. I have no idea. I, I, I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> it was laying in the floor of a store in Texas. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Let's buy it. Well, it's perfect. You have us trained so well. I'm like, is this a clue? Oh, let's see. Yeah. What, what, is does it, what does it mean? <laughs> what is Howdy, honey. It's a clue. Everything's a clue. Can you tell us more about the clue wall? Because this is something that Rob and I spent the entire season wondering about whether everything on that blue clue wall meant something. Did you guys you figure everything it. out? Like, yeah. yeah. I've, anytime I see like a Royal Navy blue, like on a painting, I'm like, oh my God, you know, I start like, you know, getting, I'm starting having like nightmares Um, after I see it. But no, it was, I don't, I'm being honest with you. I don't think we ever fully figured yeah. it out. I mean, like, there were clues on there. Some were, like, super, like, out there. Like, I knew, like, whenever we – it took us a few days to figure out, okay, this is relevant. I think, you know, we kind of saw it. I was like, oh, this is a cool piece of artwork. I was actually in art class, studying art, whenever I went out and filmed the show in college. Um, and I'm like, oh, this is art. And then the more we looked at it, I'm like, well – Maybe this means something. And so I, I know that I had like one clue and it was a tractor, obviously, for Big Green Tractor. And there were just different clues. And I don't ever think we fully figured it out, but we were able to go, okay. And I think honestly, we had, you know, we've been locked in this house. So we started making things work. And it was just like, like with Dominique's clue and Al Sharpman, I was like, it's pencils. Pencils mm-hmm. have to be <laughs> That was such a big reach. But I was yeah. just like, yeah. It's right though, and so I don't even think the clue wall was real. I think they took a bunch of junk <laughs> and then threw it in there. They'll figure it out. They'll make they'll make something work. The yeah, pencils are sharp. Sure, that's out. That's Al Sharpton. And it, it was just like ones. Yeah. the more that, and that was the thing. I think there were kind of clues on there, like some red herrings or some stuff to like because we thought, you know, for a long time that, and I know that I said it multiple times during the season that we thought Lark was related to Martha Stewart because there was like cooking stuff and there was the same gardening hat that martha stewart wears on the cover of all these magazines and we're like it's martha stewart and it's just like looking back like well obviously it's not yeah we made it it make sense to us and so you know we thought everything was a clue i mean it was it got to the point that we were just like we're seeing stuff that's been there for you know as long as we've been in the house we're like oh that's a clue now it wasn't but we thought it was can you talk a little bit about, you know, the first episode has such an exciting uh, kickoff with Maxwell cheating uh, with bringing his phone into the house. We didn't really get to see a ton of uh, the cast reacting to what happened. Could you just tell us, like, what were the other people saying and thinking about this as that went down? I, we were all stunned. I mean, truly, like we were. You, you probably didn't hear us talk about it because we were speechless, you know, mm-hmm. because we're like, what do we do? You know, and so he was my roommate. Um, and so it was one of those things that it just never crossed my mind that, you know, there would be somebody that brought a phone in. And I think all of us were just like stunned. And then, of course, Pepper, you know, she's like, 
I would have went home if he didn't have the phone. So she was, she was probably the happiest person in the world that night. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really think that we were all just like, wait, what? I mean, and it was like, I know that, that Kai, whose real name is Jasmine, um, alluded to it, you know, whenever they kind of talked to her about it, she's like, are we in trouble? Like, are we in danger? Like what's going on? You have, you know, Kevin and Frankie obviously getting pulled off the set and we're like, what's going on? And, you know, we didn't know. It was the first one. We don't know how it's supposed to work. And so then they came back and told us that. And I was like, oh, that, <laughs> that's why, you know, that's why they got pulled off. But, yeah, we were all absolutely stunned that he had a phone. And I think that we were just from there, it was just like, oh, God, like you can guess wrong on this game. And like your clues. And we had worked so hard, like putting together, you know, our reasoning for why it's Steven Spielberg. And then it wasn't. And luckily we got, you know, a little bit of grace there. So from him bringing his phone. Mm-hmm. You had to have a moment where you're like, I could have been Pepper if you guys were all in on it being like, yeah, it's Steven Spielberg. So yeah, yeah, it, all, it all worked out. Chuck <laughs> Norris never, Chuck Norris never crossed anybody's mind. I mean, like that wasn't even a name that we, and I was, to be honest with you, I was so stunned. Like when his picture came up, I just kind of sat there for like 15 seconds and I'm like, Huh? Mm-hmm. What? Chuck Norris and I'm like, oh God! Like that's gonna be a that's gonna be a weird Thanksgiving dinner whenever he goes back and has to tell Chuck, you know, because I don't Chuck don't have a cell phone, so he may not have watched it, and it's just gonna be like, well, what you gonna say to your granddaddy? Like, hey, I went on this TV show and, and cheated. Yeah. Somebody yeah, I wonder if he knows. <laughs> that's my thing. I want to know if he knows, but that's gonna be an interact. There may be a table that gets flipped at Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So one of the theories we had during the season was that you might have been throwing some challenges because it seemed like that there was a point when players realized, hey, I, I the only way I can control my own destiny is if I'm the guesser. I, I want to be in the guess off. And because it seemed like that you really in the first half of the season really seemed to be a person who was processing a lot of information, seemed to be getting who a lot of people were. And then all of a sudden, towards the end of the season, you're like, oh, I don't know anything. Well, I, I, I can't I can't do anything right. So were you throwing any of these challenges? I, I never threw a challenge. I know that there were a lot of people that thought that I threw the sixth degree challenge and then the one immediately after that. But I never did. I'm be honest with you. I feel like an idiot that I didn't know about Justin Timberlake being an instinct. But I was born in December of 2000, and so by the time the only boy bands I remember is like One Direction, Big Time Rush. I mean, like <laughs> so I did, it never like crossed my mind like, oh wait, Justin Timberlake. And then they started. I know one of my questions. You know, there were some questions about movies and actors in the 90s, and I'm like, look. You know, my parents had just met. I I wasn't even around. Like, I have no idea. I apologize. And they asked, you know, about Beyonce. I knew Beyonce really well. Yeah. Um, but, no, I, I didn't throw any challenges. And I think it's also one of those things that as we got further into the season, you know, my brain starts going all over the place. And so I'll be honest with you, there were a few challenges I wasn't – probably wasn't thinking straight just because, you know – you're getting down, you're like, okay, there's four people left. Now there's, okay, I finally made it to the final three. And so, you know, there were some things that I probably should have done a little different, but I was, I didn't throw any challenges. I know that some people did. And like you said, there were times where that the best place to be was being in the bottom two. I mean, because if you think about it, you know, 
all the powers held kind of by the people in the bottom two. And if you're the guest, you're like, you have ultimate control because you can pick anybody besides a person that has immunity. And then obviously that got cut off in the middle of the season. You know, that's a powerful spot to be in. I was curious a little bit about how you decide, because it seems like the cast really bonded. Um, So I'm curious how you made decisions about like what things in your life you're truthful about, what things you have to kind of like hold back or fib about, like, because you have to be constantly thinking about what uh, you're learning from other people, but also what you're giving up to other people. So was that something that you had to be in control of this whole time? For me, it wasn't. And I say this because a lot of people in the cast didn't know a whole lot about country music, which put me in a great spot. But, you know, for me, I went in and originally I'm like, look, I'm from Tennessee. I'm from Nashville. Obviously, I'm not. And then it was like the further we got in, it was like, well, I'm I'm actually kind of from Georgia. You know, and I talked a lot. I couldn't keep my mouth shut about going to school at Georgia and being a Georgia Bulldog. And so people are like, wait, we thought you were from Tennessee. And I'm like, scratch that. That's not true. Um, but for me, it was one of those things that like, and my relative isn't like my father or my brother, sister, mother. You know, it was a cousin. So I could kind of be a little bit more, you know, I could kind of say a little bit more than other people. But people like LC, like Kiki's obviously her sister, like she couldn't say anything. And she stuck with it's my dad the entire time. Yeah. Almost. Okay, I'm glad you brought up LC because I wanted to talk about your relationship uh, with her because that you two became obviously very close over the course of the season. Uh, the, the show official Twitter account, like the day after the finale, tweeted out a conversation between you and Elsie, and uh, I was getting choked up. Elsie's like, yeah. I, want my, I want my son to grow up like you. At what point did you two start to become so close during the game? Well, we were really tight from the get-go. I mean, it was kind of like first night, you know, we talked a lot, you know, we bonded. And then, cause she, so Elsie actually lived in Georgia for a little bit. And so we kind of started talking. And at that point, like it was a known thing that I was from Georgia. And so we bonded over that. And then kind of, I mean, as people started going home, we just kind of got tighter and tighter. And it was just like, I mean, really when she pulled Dominique's clue, that's kind of when it, like we were tight before that, but I mean, we were attached at the hip. I mean, and, we ran around the house at two in the morning trying to figure out what the hell, you know, the clue wall was or what a painting was. And, you know, we were really tight kind of from there on, but we were good for, I mean, we, as soon as we got to the house, we hit it off, but we definitely became really close kind of then. And it was kind of one of those things where we tried to get on each other's team during team challenges. Sometimes we did, sometimes we didn't. And anytime I got information, I would go straight to her. And when she got information, she'd go straight to me. Did you find that you had strengths in different areas that helped you like work out clues together? And that was like a big part why you guys were such a good team. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, it was, and I think what people and even people in the house started to realize this and some of them too late, unfortunately um, it's a very social game. I mean, it's a game like you are locked in a house with, you know, 11 other people at the start. And it's like, it's very social. You're with each other literally 24 hours a day. And Elsie was was very social, but I'm one of those people, when I go into a room, I want to shake everybody's hand. I want to meet everybody. I want to talk to everybody, who's your mama, who's your daddy, how they do it, you know, all that stuff. So I was very social, and she knew, she had a lot more knowledge 
on like pop culture than I did. And so it was one of those things that she'd start like working out a clue and I'd go, well, when I was talking to such and such, they said this. And then we started kind of tying things together. So she's somebody that if I gave her a, a shit ton of information, hope I can cuss on here. Sorry if I can't. Um, you're, you're good. <laughs> I gave her a lot of information. You know, she was able to figure it out. And then I would just go down and have a cocktail with somebody, talk to them. And then I get more information than give back to her. And then we kind of put our heads together and figure everything out. So in the finale, that there is a really important uh, part that happens where, you know, LLC is basically able to control everything. Pepper is willing to go and, and guess you. Uh, and Pepper could have eliminated you. Uh, LC decides to uh, basically um, have, have Pepper eliminated. It, it seems as though that was all done so that you could have second place and you could have uh, first place and second place, even though there was you know a, a little bit of a risk factor that if LC was wrong, then you would have won the show. How meaningful was that to you that LC set it up that way? It was, it was very meaningful and it was kind of one of those things that as we started to get closer, I think her and I realized like we're going to be one of the la- like two of the last three people. And we kind of sat down the night before the finale and we're like, look, you know, if you win, she was like, if I win, I'll give you second. You know, if you win, give me second. That was kind of like, that was how we had it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Playing kind of going in towards the back end was if I win the finale, you know, I'm going to take you out at the very end, you know, and, and vice versa. So, but I think it was because we worked so hard in the house and we worked together so well, it was just kind of like a huge respect thing that we were both able to say, this is what we're going to do. And we stuck with that, you know, and it was one of those things that when we got there, I'm like, you know, in the back of your head, you're like, okay, is she going to let Pepper take me out? Is she a hundred percent sure on me? Am I a hundred percent on her? Cause we were a hundred percent on Pepper at that point. And, that's kind of how it worked out. But it was definitely something we had talked about in the house going into the last day of like, this is kind of how it's going to work if we can make it work that way. And luckily we did. I'm curious like about the um, the point that you think Elsie uh, got your identity figured out because, you know, I I felt like you got a little robbed with the final challenge with the, with all of the dares. And I'm wondering how much... Um, you feel like your game might have gotten sunk by having to give so much information during that challenge when you were going for dares and they, I felt like they were being a little tough on you. A little ticky tack with the, yeah, Yeah. come on. So do you, do you think that Elsie was on to you before that point? Or do you feel like that was like a turning point for her figuring it out? Yeah, I think that going in, she kind of knew, you know, I knew going in, I'm like, I don't think it's her father. Like I kind of had that going in. And I think with me, she knew, like, okay, it's still somebody. Because kind of going in and throughout most of the show, you know, I was like, this is my grandfather. So they're thinking, okay, this is somebody that doesn't make music anymore. Maybe they, you know, passed. And so I think that she kind of knew that it was somebody that was still making music and was still touring and was still, you know, relevant in, you know, the country music scene. And so I think she had that figured out. And obviously with, you know, there's only one person I can really think of outside of, you know, there's Jason Aldane, Jason Isbell. That's it. You know, a name like Luke, you have like Luke Bryan, Luke Combs, just different people. So I think when she heard Jason and she knew that they were still making music, I think that's kind of when she was like, okay, 
it's Jason Aldean. And, you know, she took it and ran. And so that was kind of – I think that's the moment that she knew. But I think going in, she kind of, okay, he's still somebody making music. He's still in the scene. And so that kind of helped her narrow it down, I think. Okay. A big question that Jenny and I had all season long was, when you went to the Voto booth, could you hear what the other players were saying when they voted? No. Was it like a curtain or like, and then a door? Because the, we were so confused about the the makeup of the Voto booth, how far like away it was from everyone out um, like during the voting. Because it seemed it was, like you had to be so close. Yeah, it was one of those things that like, it was usually super quiet because every guest off was like super tense. But I mean, you had the curtain, then you obviously had stuff within like the Voto booth, kind of like soundproof stuff. And then with... You know, all the no- – I mean, you're in L.A., so all the noise mm-hmm. – half the time we're out there, there, we had to stop. I mean, truly, we'd plane. have to stop. Like, hey, everybody be quiet. You know, noise. There was a helicopter, a plane, you know, a police chase. Something was going on where there was noise. And so, you know, they were able to, you know, I guess isolate our mics really good to pick it up mm-hmm. on the TV. But we never heard, you know, oh, well, this is what they're doing. But to be honest with you, truthfully, I don't know – but of one guess off where things change at the last minute, like we all knew going out there, like, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're voting. There was a lot, you know, right after a challenge was done, it was like, everybody take a shower, everybody change. And then we all started talking to each other. And so we all kind of knew, you know, what we were going to do. We knew where everybody's head was at. Okay. And so that's kind of where we were at on, on that side of stuff. And Logan, I feel like you left out. At what point did people start drinking on the night of the uh, vote off, the guess off? Depends on the guess off. There were some that we were, you know, this is what's going to happen. Everybody's good. Let's have a glass of wine. Then there were some were like, hey, this is one of those nights where we're all going to shoot tequila because, you know, we're kind of nervous. Um, <laughs> so it really just depended on on the guess off. But, you know, we had a, we had a I guess, open bar. But... Nice. Some nights were every single one was different. I was always wondering what was in like Pepper's wine tumbler that she was always gripping, like so stressed out during these guess offs. And I was if like, what are was, they drinking? If it was see pepper, what's in it. <laughs> if it was pepper, um, it was probably a tequila coke. Mm-hmm. Not, not juice like Dean Martin. <laughs> it was not juice. No, mm-hmm. it was not, it was not juice. I know that Dean Martin's vibe was to pretend that he was a little tipsy, but for, for Pepper and Not all his of granddaughter. Us. There was no, no pretend. There was no pretend. Okay. So, Logan, we saw a few different times, uh, especially I think when you were trying to crack uh, who is Pepper related to, who's the person from the Rat Pack. We saw you like flipping through books in uh, the room where you do the confessionals. And we were wondering, like, did they say, hey, everybody that's on the show, is it like, like there's something about them in these books? Like, did you have some sort of a reference to go off of? No, so we were just told when we went in the house that first episode, there's a line, and I went back and watched it a couple of days ago, like rewatched everything, that Kevin was like, everything can be a clue. And we took that very literal. Now, everything was not a clue, but when we would go in there, we'd go, well, let's just look and see. And so we'd flip through books and like, but there was never a book that had like, you know, this book has a picture of Dean Martin in it and info on Dean Martin. This book has 
something on Zendaya. This book has mm-hmm. something on Zendaya. It was, it was just kind of you'd flip through a book. Maybe you'd find something. Usually you didn't. I know a lot of this is going to sound crazy. There was a point in time that Elsie and I thought that um, Lark was somebody different because, like, she's a supermodel. Well, all there were a lot of books that were written in German. And so we're like, who's a German supermodel? And it was just like, looking back, it's like, that's not it. That wasn't even close. But because it was in the you know room, we thought it was. And it was funny because I'd go in there and, like, there was one, like, there was a clue. It was like a little elephant. And it was sitting, like, in one of the shelves. And I'm like, oh, God, that's my clue. And I, like, remember talking about it. It was like because Jason's wife was a cheerleader at Alabama. And obviously, they're the Crimson Tide and an elephant is their mascot. And it was a, it was so far removed from reality. But you go in there and that's what you think it is. Mm-hmm. And so it's one of those things that, you know, there were clues all over the place, but everything wasn't necessarily a clue. But, you know, when you're locked in the house for that long, you know, you kind of start, your mind starts going places, you know, and so you think everything's a clue. So were the books just like random props? Like, did they have anything to do with anything? Like they were just in there for decoration? I think they were just in, I think art department, you know, went in and put the books <laughs> in and we were like, okay, you know, this book has something to do with it. And it, it had absolutely nothing to do with anything. They were probably laughing yeah. at you behind the scenes. I bet, I'm, I'm sure the producers had a great time watching us just trying to figure out. I mean, I remember there was like one day that we went, they brought us more groceries and we started looking through the groceries and LC and I were like, do you think that's a clue? And it's like, it's like a bag of Lay's chips. And it's like, no, oh. it's not. But at that point, we're like, But oh, those are very it. important for Big Brother. They're no, important. That's, that's, a, that's a different <laughs> show. Um, so maybe somebody's related to Taylor. Um, so, okay. I know how these reality TV casts go. Okay. After the show, people uh, people are tight. People get not so tight. Okay. Uh, who, who, who all do you hang out with? And then are there any people that are uh, not so tight with the rest of the cast? No, we're all super tight. I mean, I I probably talk I talk to Brittany, Lark, Pepper, and Elsie the most. But it's just like literally every week, like we have a group chat, we text them there. Like if I have something, you know, if I have a song coming out, they're like, hey, you know, we love the song, can't wait to hear it. If somebody, you know, does something, we're like, hey, you know, or if it's somebody's birthday or anniversary, like we're always texting, always talking to each other. We're all super tight. Michael and I have some really cool music ideas that we've got that we're going to try to go to California and do some music. So, I mean, but we're all tight. I mean, we talk to each other all the time. I don't know of anybody on the cast that dislikes anybody. I mean, you're going to Chili's with Kiki Palmer, so Mm -hmm. (laughs) clearly you're all close. You're going to Chili's with Kiki Palmer. I mean, hello, you know, everybody's tight. Do you, do you have her, her number in your phone? Like Amara did? I don't know. I don't think I have Kiki's number. I know Kiki and I follow each other on Instagram. Kai Gerber and I follow each other on Instagram. Well, Logan, did, did you see that? I saw a poster for Sister Act 3 with Kiki Palmer and Whoopi Goldberg. We're like, exactly. oh my God, this is the crossover event we've been waiting for. Right. And it was funny, like, when people, it, the funniest thing was like when somebody would get revealed or like we'd find out. And we'd be like, oh, my God, like we know. I know that like Frankie said something like when Brittany got eliminated, it was like you're related to Brett. I was like, I've got a football sign by your dad in my bedroom still. And it's just like figuring stuff out like that. And then like when Jason would watch it, he was like, yeah, I did such and such with them one time and I met them here. And it was just like mm-hmm. funny watching it. But, you know, when we were in the house, we had no idea. But then, of course, that name pops up and you're like, 
Oh, yeah. like he's done press with them or they've done this with each other, but we're all tight. And it was funny, like watching the relatives, you know, become fans of, of us. Yeah. Um, can you tell us what it was like to work with the Jonas brothers? Any fun <laughs> stories from the set with Kevin and Frankie? They are there's, I will say that Kevin and Frankie are some of the funniest people I've ever been around. I know that like we have, when I did the fashion show, Kevin wore a suit one time that was very similar to the jacket that I was wearing. And so he like went, He's and changing. The, right. He like went and pulled the picture up and he was like asking us on set. He's like, who do y'all think looks better? And he just like took his phone around to everybody. And I'm like, Hey, quit putting me on the spot. You know, I didn't know that I was wearing this. I didn't have a stylist that told me that I had to get in this. I just found this in this room and I thought it looked cool, but they were fun. I mean, we had some time. I know Kevin one time was like, does, does he have a guitar on him? And, you know, he wanted to sit there and play and nobody knew. And I'm like, yes, I have a guitar. I always have a guitar. You know, come on now. That's a staple of if you're a country musician, you always have to have a guitar with you. But they were a lot of fun, funny. It was funny when Frankie and I realized that we were both like the same age because he is, I think his 22nd birthday was like, Two weeks ago, a couple days ago, or yeah, yeah, a week a couple ago, days ago, and I turned twenty-two <laughs> in December. So like we're three months apart, and he thought that I was older, and I thought he was older, and they were just a lot of fun to be around, and great energy, funny, made everybody feel comfortable all the time. So they're they're class acts. I absolutely love them. It really did seem like they were like part of the family. So are, you, are they in the group chat as well? Or <laughs> we have a group chat with Frankie called "We Are the Relatives." Oh, like, in there, and but no, they were just so much fun. I mean, and it was funny too because like they actually played the game. Like I don't know if they ever got the choice of like this is who everybody's related to, but like they played the game and they went along and they tried to interpret clues and they would talk to each other. So it was fun watching them like get to play along too. Yeah, that was interesting because we went through the show and it took us a while to realize that they they didn't actually know because I think at one point they they said something about um, that clearly they were in on uh, knowing that Simone Biles was Louise's uh, sister. But well, I think that was because that was house knowledge to everyone. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> the layup. And I was like. When that happened, I had so many people that have like asked me, they're like, why did y'all not send her home earlier? I'm like, look, you weren't in the house. They're like, well, we knew from day one. I'm like, well, hell, we all did. As soon as she <laughs> as soon as she walked in the house, we're like, okay, we know who this is. But she was awesome. We loved our little Louise. So I mean, she was a she was a fireball. She'd get in there and compete. Yeah. Well, like you said, it's a social game. So obviously, like you're keeping you're you're doing things to keep people around that are helping you and that you like in the game as well. So I, I figured that had to have been part of why Louise was sticking around with you guys. Oh yeah. Logan, was it an advantage or a disadvantage for you to be the only guy left in the house so early on in the game? Oh, that's a good question. I hadn't thought about that. Um, I don't know. I think that it was kind of at that point, And I mean, I, I think this is true throughout the entire season. Like, once people were figured out, it was just kind of like if you were next in line to go, like you were ready to go. So, if like, if it was episode five or six and they knew me, I don't think they would have cared, like, he's the only guy left in the house. I mean, and so I think it's one of those things that it probably helped, maybe. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I mean, but I think if I would have got figured out earlier and they would have been 100%, they definitely would have took a shot. How many days did it take to film Claim to Fame? 
Mm. Let's see. 20. Oh my God. That many. We thought, cause we were assuming that it was like every episode was one day. No, it was, I think it was, it was over three weeks. I mean, so. It oh was, my God. Yeah. So it was, it was pretty, it was pretty quick, but I mean, yeah, it was, it was a lot to fit in, but I mean, we, it, it got done, but yeah, mm-hmm. it was like 23 ish day, 24, somewhere in there. I don't know the exact number, but it was over three weeks. Were you surprised when the the eliminated uh, contestants came back during that finale and to find out that they had been, you know, sequestered that whole time as well? And did you get to socialize much with them? Because we didn't get to see a lot of what was happening. We saw a lot of them socializing with each other, but I was curious about how that, like, what, what a surprise that was for you. Oh, yeah. I mean, we had no idea. And, you know, I know that Elsie, there was a line that Elsie was like, you know, here we are, the people that we've worked so hard to get out of the house and they're back. And it was just like, oh, gee, for the love of God, you know, and at that point, you know, people didn't really love me and LC because I think once they all got back, you know, to the house, they started talking amongst each other and was like, well, this happened. And he said this and then she did this and they did this. And I think they kind of saw that, OK, them two were tight and working together because we really didn't ever go out publicly and be like, hey. You know, we're a team. And so it was definitely a surprise. But, you know, when it came down to it, we didn't get to socialize with them a ton, like between that last challenge and the guests off, just because we were getting ready. You know, we're getting in our, doing our hair and makeup, getting in our, they were getting in their dresses. I was getting in my tux and everything. And so not a whole lot of socialization there. But then once camera shut off, we all had a little party. So we had a little bit of a good time. Okay, now, Logan, I know they're casting for season two of Claim to Fame. Have you referred anybody yet to the producers to go play in season two of Claim to Fame? I haven't referred anyone directly to the producers, but there's a couple of people that I'm friends with that I'm like, hey, like, I think this would be good for you to do or like, you need to go do this. And, you know, some people are very open to it and they're like, oh, yeah, get us more information. And some like, no, absolutely not. We saw they're like, we don't want to have to go on national TV and take a shot of hot sauce. I'm like, look, that's <laughs> not yet. I'm sure they're going to change it. I was like, too, it wasn't terrible, you know? And it was like one of those things too, going back to how good, you know, Kevin and Frankie are just as people, you know, Kevin was like, Hey, we're not going any further. He needs another glass of milk. And I'm like, look, thank you. But if I drink another glass of milk, I'm probably going to throw up again. And that's just not going to end well for anybody. Right. Um, but yeah, I've got some some friends that are in mind. I'm like, hey, like this is right up your alley, and we'll see. And I'm that's I'm probably I'm like a kid in a damn candy store. You know, I'm excited for next season. I'm like, and I'm not I'm not looking at my phone. I'm not googling, Twitter, and nothing. I'm gonna have my yellow legal pad and a pen. Mm-hmm. Back to Maybe. work. I may buy, you know, an erase board and write down plays or a chalkboard. Um, I don't know yet. We haven't got there, but I'm excited to see like, who they're going to cast, who's going to be, you know, because I feel like we had a really good cast and a very, Amazing. you know, funny cast and everybody yeah. had their own thing they were good at and, you know, things that we were bad at and good knowledge, bad knowledge. So I can't wait to see like who they're going to pick up for a season two. And to that point, like the cast was incredible. It was such a good chemistry between all of you. Like they should, they should consider, uh, you know, bringing some of you back even just to host a challenge for something like that. Like if they asked you, would you, would you hop in and and let yourself get potentially spoiled to be a part of it? 
Oh, heck yes. If they called me and said, hey, we just want you to come. Hell, I'd go be a PA for 2020. <laughs> you know, I don't oh. care. I'll go back for whatever, you know. But I'd love that's something that Elsie and I've talked about. We're like, hey, like, let's see if we can go back and be like the host or like the not the host, like the judge of a talent show or like something if they mm. do it. So I would definitely go back. I mean, easily, like I said, I'm playing along the entire season next season. So I'm excited for it and just excited kind of to like watch it without me being out there and like, Oh God, what did I say that they're going to put in? Did I have a little bit too much to drink, you know, and say something probably shouldn't have. So it'll be fun to watch, you know, with no pressure of like, okay, I'm actually a contestant. Logan, were there any fun moments that happened at the house uh, that were favorites of yours that we didn't get to see on the TV show? Yeah, I posted uh, behind the scenes of all of us sitting by the pool one day. And Hold I was, on. Did, I, you had a phone like Maxwell? I did not have a phone. <laughs> no, the, one of the producers was filming us. Oh, we're okay. all sitting by the pool. I was strumming the guitar. We were all singing. You know, it, we just, there were a lot of fun moments. I could probably sit on here for five hours and just tell you. We had like, we'd have like dinner parties. We'd get all dressed up. Oh. Like, be like theme. I mean, so it was just like, just a lot of fun stuff that we did that, I mean, obviously you're taking, I mean, thousands and thousands of minutes of film and putting it out into, you know, 430 sure. minutes. So obviously you never were able to fully see what all we did, but we had a lot of fun moments. Like I said, we were all tight kind of from day one. And that was something that I was talking to some of the producers, you know, as we were going into the house and they're like, look, y'all are all going to be friends after this. Y'all are all going to go through the same thing. Like you're all going to be locked in this house. And then watching that actually happen and our friendships develop and grow. And then the fact that we're all still friends now is probably, it's one of the coolest things, but it's super fulfilling because like we all did go through the same thing together, but we had a lot of fun moments. I mean, we played a bunch of card games. We had coloring books. I mean, you got a bunch of 20 and 30 year olds coloring, <laughs> drinking tequila. And you're like, what in the hell? You know, but it worked. So. Mm -hmm. We had a time. Did you keep any of the things you colored? <laughs> I personally didn't. I don't color inside the lines. So, you know, I think I threw yeah. mine away. But, the way to live. Know, right. We have some great, we have some great, you know, colorers in, in the cast. If you wanted to know that, that's a little fun fact. And okay. some people that know how to shoot tequila too. So. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Well, Logan, hand in hand. <laughs> we really appreciate you making time to talk with us about Claim to Fame. We love the show so much. Everybody that we talk to in the, and, and we podcast about all the competition reality shows and we told everybody all summer long, you got to watch Claim to Fame. It's uh, so much fun. So uh, we really appreciate the opportunity to get to speak with you here tonight. I know you have a lot of exciting things uh, going on in your career. Where can people check out what you're doing? All social media, um, I'm Real Logan Crosby is my handle. And then I've actually got a song coming out October 7th, so at the back end of this week when we're filming. And so I'm on Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere you can stream music, I'm on there, Logan Crosby. So a lot of cool stuff. I love TikTok. So if anybody wants to go find my TikTok, you know, let's What do you roll. do on TikTok? I sing, and then I just do stupid stuff. Like I had a TikTok the other day. Eat peppers? I went to no, uh, no. I go to Chili's though, and yes. you know that is a pepper. That is a pepper, Chili's. And I got, I moved in, and yesterday I hear a knock at my door, and I go and Chili's has sent me, you know, a housewarming gift, and so you know, I thank you, Chili's, Wait, for that. Well, what are you sponsored what? by, Chili's? What what is going on? <laughs> what happened? Not yet. You know, maybe I was like, hey, let let me write a jingle for Chili's. You know, um, that would be something else, but. 
no, I mean, that was that was funny, you know, getting something from Chili's. But that's I, I get on TikTok and I either sing or I do something stupid. One yeah. of the two. Okay. Wow. That's sponsored by Chili's. I mean, you didn't win, but look at you now, Logan. They should pay you. Send me a Chili's blanket. I'm like, well, I will not be cold this winter with my Chili's blanket. Okay. All right. Um, Logan, thank you so much uh, for making some time to talk to us. We really appreciate it. All the best to you outside of the show. And uh, thanks again. Okay. Thank you all so much. All right. Take care. Bye. All right, Jenny. There you have it. There's Logan. I what a dream come true. I've I've been so excited for this to fi- finally come together. I was such a big fan of Logan as we all know and so being yeah. able to to chat with him and hear him tell stories like it was everything I hoped for and more. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh should I get the Howdy Honey hat? It's a cool hat. Like I want it now. I but I think I I feel like it's one of a kind. Like I don't. I don't feel like you can find. You don't that, think but I can pull it Google off? It yeah. Yeah. Maybe I think you could. Maybe that's gonna be my living tattoo. <laughs> maybe the howdy honey hat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, Jenny, we're on such a roll uh, because uh, we talked with Jerry O'Connell last week about the real love boat. Very fun interview. Incredible. Check that out. Uh, and yeah. here's Logan. Maybe we'll have some more claim to fame uh, chats along the way. Fingers crossed. Yeah. And, then, and then and then this week we're going to talk about the the real love boat. I I you know I I hope that the real love boat gives us what the the surprise half, half that, of what we got from claim to <laughs> half fame. Half of the surprise we got with claim to fame. Yes. Because uh you know maybe maybe it's a sign of things to come that mm-hmm. you know we thought we were oh. we were Beyond the edge, and then all of a sudden, things uh, yeah. things really perked up. <laughs> yeah, they should get Jerry O'Connell's brother for claim to fame season two. <laughs> Charlie O'Connell. Well, I mean, he was literally on TV. So. <laughs> yeah, and he looks exactly like him. It'll be another uh, Louise situation. But I wonder now, should they get like a, a relative of someone who where there's like multiple celebrities in the family? But they're not famous. Oh, you and then feel, it's like uh, a trick question yeah. where it's like, which one is the celebrity? So, so Charlie O'Connell goes on Claim the Fame season two, and it's like, uh, actually, I'm uh Rebecca Romaine's brother-in-law. Oh, that see, I didn't even think of it that way. I was thinking like a cousin of Jerry and Charlie, and then it's like which one is, wh- who's the celebrity? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like if there's if there's so many celebrities in the family, how Somebody do you that figure out which one Somebody that married into a it famous is? family, right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Okay. It's a gold because, mine. Uh, look, look, we, we got a lot of ideas. We got a whole think tank <laughs> for Claim to Fame season two. All right, Jenny, uh, this was so fun. Uh, where can people keep up with you, Jenny? I'm on social media at Jenny Autumn. And if I'm doing anything cool, I'll let you know. <laughs> Okay. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Of course, if you uh, want to go back and check out all of our Claim to Fame podcasts, of course, you can find them all at robhaswebsite.com. Thank you so much for listening. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. 
visit gcu.edu.